It's like, what's the intention of what you are doing? And what is the purpose? And does it serve something bigger than yourself? Is it beyond yourself? Or is it just for pride? Is it just for your ego? Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. Um, This might be a little different today because there's a lot of noise in the background, which is not usually what's going on because I'm typically in my studio office, aka my bedroom, recording these for you, these solo episodes. But today, something a little different is happening. I am in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica with my husband and my family. Um, And I forgot to record a solo episode before I left uh, for today, which is actually April Fool's Day. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have any good jokes. I'm not good at jokes, but I do have a surprise because, um, you know, I'm here with my, my fam and my husband is here with me. He's sitting right next to me right now, picking his fingernails and also like shaking his head at me <laughs> because I thought it would be fun to have him on to ask me some questions and chat and, uh, For you to, I'm laughing because he's looking at me like I am an absolute crazy person, but I think it'll be fun. We only have one microphone, so I'm going to, uh, you know, pass it back and forth between us and we're going to see what happens, right? Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is already going to be good. Okay, so let's tell them a little bit about us first so they know. Right. Okay. <laughs> so far, we've got yes and okay. We're doing well. We are doing well. So, I guess where should I start? Okay. So we've known each other for like basically our whole lives, right? But like not. It's kind of like we've been living in two different universes. Like do 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 do. His his name is Mickey, by the way. M I C K E Y. Yes, M O U S E. That one. And, um, his cousin was my best friend, like my best friend when you're kids and you have, you know, your, your friend's parents or like your second parents, that was my friend and that's his cousin. So I always knew him. And then y'all know my story. If you've been listening to this, this podcast for a while, but I moved to Michigan when I was 19 to go to beauty school and all of this stuff. And he ended up moving to the exact same place as I did to live with his aunt and uncle to become a firefighter. At the same time, I came to be a hairdresser. Like if that's not a love story, I don't know what is. Hello. 
He's laughing at me now. And we just actually hung out as friends at first. Our kids aren't listening to this right now, but pretty much we used to go to casinos and smoke cigarettes and bum around at the, what's the, what's the place we used to go to? Oh, the bar we used to go to? Yeah. It was some Irish bar in Bay City. I can't remember. Oh, the Green Hut. The Green Hut. We used to hang out, you know, Sunday fun day. Like that was life. And then, um, yeah, then I think one of my friends, we were just friends at the time. And then I think one of my friends started to have a crush on him. And I was like, they're like, yeah, can we, you know, I was thinking about, you know, maybe dating him. And I'm like, yeah, sure, it's fine. And I was like, what? And so then, you know, then we, I was like, kind of like, hey, I think I like you. And he's like, I like you too. And then we were like, he's like, you want to go see Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yeah. We, we went shopping for wakeboards yep. we went shopping for wakeboards that was fun and uh, because i was just kind of like punk rock had gauges in my ears thought i was too cool and uh so he's like you want to go like help me pick out a wakeboard <laughs> anyway short story long we ended up getting married like two years later right right then we had kids. Yeah, right away. Yeah, right away. We had kids because I saw a pregnant person at the grocery store and I was like, that's me. That's who I want to be. And you, what were you like? I thought maybe we could wait a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, now must have child. Um, and then we had our daughter Lennon and then she was an angel. So we had another one. So we have two kids. And they're six and eight now, and we will be married ten years. How come you didn't say? How come you didn't say that your son was an angel? Was it what? You said Lennon was an angel, but you didn't say anything about Dill. Oh yeah, he's. <laughs> I love him to the depths of my soul. I don't know if he's an angel. He's something else. He's. We think that he's from a different planet. At least that's what I, I think. Even when I was pregnant with him, I was like, this child is from somewhere else. He's a Gemini. So that's, I'll just leave that there. Um, yeah. So here we are and we're on family vacation and I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Mickey and ask me, ask me something, Mickey, you know me the best. I can't hide. There's nowhere for me to hide right now. <laughs> I am totally putting him on the spot. This is fun. Okay. What are you going to ask me? Everyone's hanging out with us right now. They want to know. What was the best part of your day today? Okay, that we'll start. We'll start easy. Are you nervous? Not particularly. <laughs> He's not thrilled. <laughs> okay, the best part of my day today was... You know what? It was when the kids said that they were having fun. That kind of made it. When you have kids, it's like, if they're not having fun, it really sucks. It does. It sucks so bad. And you're just like, why? So, yeah, when they were playing today, they made all these friends at the waterfall in Montezuma. And that that was the best part of my day when they were just like playing and we could just sit there on the rock and not have to like put out fires or keep them from scratching each other. That was probably the best part. 
Okay, do you, let me let me ask you this. Do you think that I cuz he he doesn't do like the social media thing. He's like behind the scenes man. Do you think the that what I share on social media is like everything about me or are there things that people don't know about me? And if they don't know things about me, do you think I should not tell them or like <laughs> what would you tell them about me? Oh, I don't think you have to share everything with everybody. Uh, I think there is a lot that you don't share, which is probably good. I don't think it's anything embarrassing. It's just the way you the way you are with your family and things like that. Sometimes better to keep that to yourself. That's true. That is true. I like out in the public world. It's kind of weird. It is kind of weird because it's like. It kind of feels like living a double life sometimes because I want people to like see me with being like a mom and being with my kids and everything. Do y'all hear that weird animal? What is that? Oh my God. That's so weird. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of like a, a special thing to have not everything so public but also fine line of of being authentic, right? Like, I don't know. It's kind of a hard thing having a family and trying to be connected with a community outside of, like, my immediate life. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But it's good. <laughs> like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> okay, so... I have my husband here and he's never ever probably going to do this ever again. <laughs> so I thought it would be kind of interesting to ask him what it's like to be the observer because we all have people in our lives who get to witness and watch and see us change and grow and step into our, our roles because pretty much everybody who listens here is in business or in service of some sort and also on a spiritual journey just like I am. So Mickey watching, you know, me you've seen me since the the beginning when I was just like trying to learn how to cut hair and I was cutting my knuckles and crying at the end of the day because maybe I didn't think someone liked their haircut or something. <laughs> and now I am about, I, we're in Costa Rica right now, and I'm about to host my first uh, sold out healing retreat to help people step into their power, um, shed the identities that aren't serving them, that they've maybe attached to in their lives so that they can achieve their goals and dreams and become their own healer and trust themselves. So what is it like to watch you know, having been by my side this whole time as I've stepped into that role myself, what is, what is that like to be like in the partner position? Because you've been so supportive of me and helped me along the way. Uh, to be in the partner position is, is great. I'm proud of all the hard work that you've put in. And remember when I used to think, oh, I should try to help you with the business and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't get involved with that. Yeah, at one point, I made him an email account so that he could help me 
like field emails from the Limitless Soul Instagram page and it turned south really quickly because he just started forwarding me like weird emails of people who wanted to collaborate but just like give me weird stuff and I was like okay no this isn't working um and then his email turned into like what it is now which is not <laughs> part of my business okay anyway Um, so what was the question? What's the role of the, my role? Is this? Yeah. Like, what has it been like? You've been, you're, you, you are behind the scenes and behind the scenes. You're with me all the time. Like, what is it, what has it been like to watch me do this and like be a part of it too, but like in your own way? It's been, it's been great because I really seen you self teach yourself so much. I'm impressed how well you worked all this recording equipment and started your own podcast. You know, I could see how someone might think, Oh, I'd love to have a podcast. And then that's where it dies because I've never could never imagine working all the equipment the way that you do. So I'm, I'm proud of you. You work really hard and you're really passionate about everything you do. So I guess I just try to support you and encourage you and i sure don't understand all the things that you'd like to be involved in but i think it's good it's good for you it doesn't i don't have to understand it all i'm I'm proud of you i love that you're doing this right now <laughs> but you also love like being a part of the testing too like as i've gone on all my healing journeys and learned reiki and different modalities you're always my test subject how does that do you like that um yeah i like the what did you give me a massage today like a facial and uh <laughs> i don't know what it was but it was pretty great fell asleep a couple times and then listened to you analyze what everything <laughs> what was wrong with me while i was sleeping but it was pretty good. Yeah, every time I learn anything new, Mickey is my go-to. And while we were here in Costa Rica, he's got a lot of allergies and it's the dry season, so there's a lot of dust and his face is all swollen from the from the allergies and dust and stuff. So I thought I would give him a like a facial. I have all these amazing like oils and different tools and stuff that I use on myself so I had him like I had all of my Reiki music on and spa music and I gave him a like a scrub and gua sha and used my wee wee essentials bane stone on his cheeks and then I ended up doing some cranial sacral which was really fun because I haven't done that on him yet and I don't know it's kind of interesting being a healer and working on other people is really easy because there's so much separation it's like you come into my room I do work on you and then you leave but doing work on your family can be a little bit different it's pretty awesome if they're willing to do it um but then we like see each other five minutes later and it's like okay you're still here <laughs> but uh yeah I I think it's cool that you let me do that and you enjoy it I don't feel like you give me as much feedback as my clients do, but that's okay. At least you feel good, and I know you do. You know what's also weird? What? Is that whenever I was doing, like, whenever I do Reiki or 
craniosacral or something like that, you're always like, what did you just look inside my soul? Like, can you see inside of me or something? Didn't you say that today? Yeah. And I'm like, babe, I can always do that. Like, you cannot escape me 24-7. I think that's really interesting. Probably all couples feel that way, I would imagine. Do you think that? Do you think they do? There's no way. No? No, I could just tell when I was sitting there and you're like, what else did you feel? And I didn't feel like I felt anything else. And you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started to get nervous, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But it is it is kind of interesting because I can read energy so well now that it's kind of hard. You, do, you don't want people to feel like you're judging because I'm not judging. I just can feel energy. I can feel shifts in energy. I can feel, I can feel when you're thinking like, or not thinking or like thinking about something else. I think that's pretty common. I think that women just have like a natural intuition that we have that just like all the time. And then like slap a few trainings on there and some life experience and self-work. And it's like, you cannot escape me. You cannot hide. (laughs) Because I do feel that way. Like I, but uh, you're, you're a locked up box. Like it is a little bit harder, but I can, I can, I can see, sense some things. Do you feel like after, after I did your session today, the things that I was saying were accurate? Yeah. I think so, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like you were a little bit. You were saying like, uh, I don't know, like I was congested and stuff, and I feel like I knew that. <laughs> but like congested on, I don't want to tell everybody all of your all of your stuff, but it, I, I, I could this could be like its own podcast episode about like congestion physically as a manifestation of the energetics that are happening in the different areas of the body. But like when I shared that with you, does that make you feel like scared of me? <laughs> like that I'm, that I can, uh, that I notice that like, you know, saying emotional things to you, or do you feel like comfortable with me that, I think you feel comfortable with me. You don't like clam up and be like macho, like I'm not gonna go break some stuff and be like tough man. Bleh. No, I I feel comfortable with you. Why would I? Why would I feel? I mean, are you kidding me? But do you like feel comfortable on this? Like me putting this microphone in front of your face right now? No, I do not feel comfortable doing things like this. But when you know, when I feel comfortable hearing the feedback from you, I guess. I guess I feel like if I know that you're mad, then I'm like, that's when I'm nervous for the feedback from you. But if it was something like this, it was like, I was looking forward to hear hearing what you thought based on how much you've been studying this cranial sacral and therapy thing, ser- therapy stuff. So you have intuition too. You know when I'm mad. Is that what you're telling me? Are you admitting that right now that you know when I'm mad and you just... What do, you, do you just ignore it? <laughs> just ignore me? No, I wouldn't. didn't ignore you. But I mean, like when uh, I went goose hunting all day and I didn't have my phone on me. And then <laughs> I just I just knew you were going to 
be furious, but I said, well, I'm already going to get it. I might as well stay out here a little bit longer, and then when I get back to my phone, I'll face the music later. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the truth comes out. Okay, let's traverse down that pathway, because I think that everyone who's listening would maybe be interested in your perspective on this, because a lot of people just assume that I'm vegan and I don't, you know, cause I do so much yoga and I do all these things, but I'm not, I, I don't have any labels. I've, I've tried everything I've been, but more for the purpose of like testing. Like I love, I love experiments to be honest. And I like to see data and statistics and results in my own like trials. Cause I'm a Capricorn. Hello. But I have tried eliminating like meat and dairy and like the, I guess, quote unquote, vegan route because I was practicing ahimsa like on the deepest level as I possibly could for like a year. Remember when I did that? Yeah, I remember. And I did it because I was trying to be as nonviolent as I possibly could to like the most micro level that I that I could possibly be. Um, and during that time, I realized a lot of things. Like I realized that violence is more of an intention than um, like a one-way street. And I think being with you and like your reverence for nature and, and hunting has helped me like sometimes Mickey will be like, oh yes, you'll, you'll eventually come back over to my side. You'll, you'll eventually come back. Okay. Okay. Cause Kelly goes off on the far deep end, but it's like, I like to push things so far so that I can explore that depth and then like decide what's really right for me for the, for the long game, right? Like for the long haul. And, um, for me, I don't like restriction and I don't like, being told what to do and I don't like I don't like being in a in a box so I ended up incorporating different things back in and then I'll take things away and I'll incorporate and I just listen to my body and like what what is happening for me but you're a hunter and also like outdoorsman and all these things so do you want to talk about that a little bit like your relationship with nature and your really like the interaction because like a lot of people think hunting is so bad it's cruel it's like evil and me being like in the path that I am and being also being around you and my dad who hunt all the time and the way that you do and like teaching the kids how to as well um, I think that might be interesting to share do you want to share about that a little bit okay do, like, do, you're like finally something I can talk about. Yeah. Do people? Do you think people really think hunting is cruel and evil still? I think some people do, but I think it's also kind of like okay, this we could go down this whole road. It's like it's also kind of like, um, how some people think that straight men are toxic and toxic masculinity and like all these things that you know because of people's lived experiences so I think some people may have probably not a lot of people who are listening to this because very open-minded but um I think some people see hunters as like the identity or like the what do you call it like the stereotype of like what maybe 
cartoons or media has painted a hunter to be like stupid and like just gonna go kill things and redneck and gonna go out and see how much we can kill I don't know something like that maybe (laughs) and uh like in my experience it's not like that but I think people get these images in their minds or like these things in their minds and then they attach everything to that and can't understand that there's like just how I was saying like there's it's the intention behind whatever you're doing um not necessarily the thing and so yeah how do you feel about that well I guess the way I feel about hunting is it's it's awesome (laughs) but like what's the what is going through your mind like what is your experience hunting like with animals you know what I mean like you tell tell me this kind of stuff all the time like you're you're like I don't want to kill the animal like tell me about their relationship on a spiritual level no I think the pursuit of the animal is is a lot more a lot more has to do with it um I think people that hunt have a greater appreciation for for animals especially the the game that they're after um I think they need to understand their behavior they're cautious to um, only harvest an animal around its breeding cycle, and I, I would I would say that the majority of hunters that I know and people that participate in hunting know more about animals than um, at least wild game than than your average Joe. Uh, I think that there's an appreciation that you can gain from knowing where where dinner came from if you're choosing to eat meat. Um, which is nice, and certainly I appreciate that, and try to instill that in in the kids. And um, I think there's a element of the food is healthier, in my opinion. Um, it it wouldn't be farm raised. It wouldn't be uh, injected with. The, I mean, I don't want to get in the whole farm raised thing, but I think I think wild game is generally a healthier healthier alternative than a lot of other things and also it's i think getting outside and pursuing an animal and enjoying the outdoors and learning every time you you go is says a lot about you and it says a lot about what you're willing to do to get get the end goal you know ultimately you mentioned uh killing an animal i certainly don't don't love that part but uh if that's the if that's gonna be the final straw of the hunt, they're the final chapter of the hunt, then I guess you you just do it as uh, ethically and humanely and quickly as possible. And there's no easy way to sugarcoat that part. That's the sad part, and that's the way it goes down, I guess. In a, in a like a spiritual way, because it's so interesting, like to hear. I'm so used to some people might be like, oh God, this is so weird. Where are we, where are we going with this? But like the, something that's been coming up to me a lot lately is like sacrifice and the word sacrifice and, and like choices that we make. You know, I've been going on my tangent about that like triangle concept that I've been talking about. Yeah. I've been working on this project behind the scenes anyway. It's about um, trust and how to trust yourself and 
that's at the very top of this triangle, which is now turning into like some sort of pyramid or something, some like crystallized object. <laughs> but at the base of that is intuition and knowledge. And during these different aspects of like learning how to trust yourself, like there has to be um, like a sacrifice or a payoff or a um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like a you can't choose everything. And so um, choosing to hunt, to eat, to nourish is is like one choice, right? Like it doesn't mean you have to do it, but the, the energy behind it, the intention behind it, like we were talking about before, like what's the intention behind it? And I think that's so important to remember, like in all aspects, it's like, what's the intention of what you are doing? And what is the purpose? And does it serve something bigger than yourself? Is it beyond yourself? Or is it just for pride? Is it just for um, your ego? And if the answer is no, and it is for something much greater than um, can be explained, you know, at what point is it, is it worth it? You know, at what point is it, you know, I, you, taking, I'm taking your, your story about like hunting and it's like, how can you apply these kinds of things in all aspects and, and, um, move beyond the, the small self, move beyond the ego to be a part of something much greater. And it, in my work, it's been, you know, it's shown up as, you know, a sacrifice of, I don't get to be, I'm not with my family as much as maybe someone else. But for me, like the sacrifice or the the trade-off is that I get to serve in a really big way that gives me purpose and makes me feel like I'm in my my path, I'm in my calling. And so therefore, it actually is beneficial for my family. It is good for my family because if we don't follow our heart, if we don't do the things that we want to do, that are calling to us, we won't feel fulfilled. And then our families will feel, or the people who are immediately around us will, you know, not get to experience us at our, our fullest, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know how I just parlayed your graphic hunting story into that. <laughs> you thought my hunting story was graphic? How did you feel about that? fish you caught yesterday oh my god yes see i caught a fish um yeah thank you i know it well just you know hearing stuff like this i i think that like thank you for coming on here with with me to even do this because i was supposed to record this episode and i was like i don't want to do this by myself come hang out with me um and this is totally not like what you normally do so you're doing great I love thank it. you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I caught a fish and I felt that same way. I was like, what and what kind of fish did you catch? I caught a yellowfin tuna. Is that all I caught? No, you caught a blackfin tuna also. And a blackfin tuna. Yeah, it was really cool. Our guide, Jason, was amazing. I talked about him in our Instagram stories a little bit um, here in Malpais. It was so cool. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, but. I even, you know, there's the the reverence in it is like the appreciation and gratitude for the fish 
Caleb's life. Me and my daughter said a little prayer. Um, and then we're co- we've been cooking the fish and making the fish here. And then um, I even told Jason to throw some of them back. Like we caught them and I was like, no, that one, that one's telling me that it's not ready to be dead. Like that one's ready to go. And then some of them, it was like a weird energy. It's like you can just feel, I don't know how to explain it, but they're the that feeling of you know hunting gathering like hunting you're actually working to get something to nourish yourself and others is is so different than just taking um or having something like i don't know the energy is so much more clean to me that's what it felt like to me jason tours sport fishing if you ever come out to the Nicoya Peninsula, Malpais, 10 out of 10 recommend. All right, Mickey, anything else we should say before we hop off here and we go get the kids and make dinner? Um, No, thank you very much for having me. I loved this moment. (laughs) I loved this moment, he said. Okay, I am going to go make dinner. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Got a few laughs this is what we really are like we're just we're hanging out on a porch and uh yeah love and life so i hope you have a wonderful day i will check in with you soon um if you're coming on the costa rica retreat with me i'm so excited and so thrilled that you're going to be here to enjoy this um beautiful healing land and uh, connection with amazing, amazing people. If you couldn't make it this time, I'm going to put a wait list uh, in our bio. So if you're interested in coming next time, maybe things were not aligned right now and that's okay. And if you're like, God, I want to go so bad, but it's just not working out. I'm going to do more. Don't worry. We're going to have more experiences. It's going to be amazing. The future is amazing. Everything's good. So if you're interested in getting on a wait list for the next one, you can go over to Limitless Soul Life um, and click the link in the bio and get on the wait list for the next Awaken Your Limitless Soul retreat. All right, Mickey, say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. He's so ready to go. All right, bye, everyone. (laughs) 